victims of the punt time going to Gosford this weekend. We've had the Wagga Carnival as well to keep us entertained. It's a pleasure to welcome back Mark Sheen to the program. Mark, how's the week been treating? You obviously had Hawkesbury off last week, uh, but did you take any interest at the ball? Um, I watched a couple of races there. I didn't have a bet, but um, no, great theatre there, those jumps racing. Uh, Rick McIntosh, uh, I don't know where he does it. Uh, <laughs> and the voice, I don't know where he lasts three days, but anyway, he certainly adds to the occasion. Um, yeah, it was fantastic uh, three days there at the Bull. Indeed. Uh, Mark Roden, we've got two meetings sort of colliding at the moment, I guess you could say, with Wagga and Gosford. Uh, I guess we're, we're looking at this on a Friday morning, so there's probably still a few horses to come out of some of these races. Yeah, it's the Cup in particular where a, a good three of the main chances were dual acceptors in both races, and they're going around today. Um, Spirit Ridge, Lord Mayor, and Paths of Glory. Uh, I think that's the three of them. So that they're all coming out tomorrow, um, which is going to change the shape of the Cup. Okay, we did have a couple of questions. We'll get to some of them a little bit later on, but one of them's quite important relating to this meeting from Dan. Do the boys think speed maps are extra crucial at tracks like Gosford and Wyong? Mark Sheen, your thoughts? Um, definitely. Um, uh, although uh, this, this rail's been a little bit off uh, in the true position lately with wet tracks, so um, it mightn't come into play as much on Saturday, but certainly on dry days it can be a bit hard to make ground, but um, as I said, the last two meetings, they've been off the rug getting wide. So it might make as much difference on Saturday. OK, Mark Roden, that's pretty much the way that you're seeing things as well? Uh, yes, I would say, uh, Dan mentioned Wyong as well. If Wyong's dry, and particularly if the rail's out three, it's almost impossible to be off the fence, even in run. You know, even even outside lead's not great. Um, that's a, that's a, a situation where your map is absolutely critical. Uh, it won't be as critical tomorrow. Um, up and off seems to be, that's sort of what I'd say, on, on, on pace and off fence. But um, there's been a couple of meetings on soft ground in the true where rails in run wasn't a disaster as long as you could get off in the straight. So you, you can be maybe closest rails in run, but um, I'd certainly rather be down the middle a bit in the straight. Okay, let's preview the quaddy legs. We'll start with the takeover target, which is race six. Small field, listed race over 1,200. Senior Fox is favourite. Around the $3.10 is best available from Easy Yeti, $3.50. Enchanted Heart, $4.00. Snips at $7.50. Mark Sheen, new ball. What do you think of the takeover target? Um, I'm going with Enchanted Heart back on the soft ground here. She was a bit disappointing last time out after beating Lost and running at Canterbury on wet ground. But uh, that was probably closer to a, a good two at Randwick. Uh, last time out, they ran, you know, sub one nine. Um, so she's got pretty good wet form. I think her last two runs on the wet, she's won. Uh, beat Ellsberg and then beat uh, Lost and Running. So I just think she gets in a nice position here, probably in the 1-1. One, one. And uh, with an expected, at least a slow track at very worst, I would think that uh, she'd be pretty hard to beat. I'm not sure about Senor Fox in this sort of ground. I think if the track does improve, it's certainly in his favour. But um, just taking at face value at the moment, a heavy track, I've just got a question mark on him in that ground. Yeah, Mark Roden, you sided with Enchanted Heart first up uh, at the the big price. Uh, could you make room for that horse here again? I can certainly make room for it. I just I, I just half think she wants fourteen hundred now. Um, there doesn't look to be a breakneck speed here, so she probably should be close enough in the run. But I I thought she might have been looking for four, her, her best form is at fourteen hundred in my view. And just in this class, I'd rather at fourteen hundred. But she's certainly a wet tracker. There's no doubt about that. And I've got a, I've got a basically joint second pick in my market. 
I'm sort of thinking along the same uh, lines as Mark, but I've come up with a different answer in that I want to be around Senor Fox, uh, who not only I'll prefer on the dry, I think he's probably going to get back from Barrier 7. Uh, won't be 10 lengths off the lead or anything, but he'll be giving most a start. And also, just going through his form, he's, three, he's got three runs in his career where he's gone absolutely through the roof. And um, Joe McDonald's been on him in all of them. Maybe that's mm. some sort of key. Maybe he just clicks with him. I mean, there's no knock on Tiberi, of course, but that's just another little thing that's putting me off take, backing him as favourite. So I've ended up with Easy Eddie, um, who was who will probably be on speed again, but I think he was just ridden too warm. That was a very fast tempo in Squintax's race. Uh, Squintax was right up on it with him and, and it was too good for him. But um, I think just with a gentler tempo here and a soft track is... Certainly in his favour, I believe, as well. He's run, um, he won the Morris McCartan on a 10 a couple of years ago, then ran third in the Galaxy to Nature Strip on the, on the ground. So I think, well, certainly in his favour, I think Jay Parr on speed, ideal setup for him, and I think he, he looks the one to beat to me. Um, enchanted Heart on the soft, a danger. Um, prepared to risk Senor Fox. And the other one I'd give half a sniff to back on the soft is uh, Schnitz, who, um, well, I assume they would try and ride him forward in, um, from this gate. Um, last time on a soft, last time he was on a soft track, he um, he ran third to Classic Legend. So on that, he'd be riding this, but um, he really did nothing at Hawkesbury last week. So you are taking him. <coughs> but um, easy Eddie for me, I think. Okay, race seven is another listed race: the Gozzy Cup over twenty one hundred. Polygrades favourite five dollars, narrowly from Paths of Glory at five fifty. Stockman six. Spirit Ridges seven fifty. Entente is nine. Double figures. The rest. Mark Sheen. Anything take your fancy in the cup? Um, I like Stockman. The fact that there's going to be a fair few scratchings here actually, uh, I think, plays into his hands because he is a back marker. Uh, so a smaller field, maybe down to around eleven runners. Um, will be an advantage for him. Uh, ran on a very dry track on the Kensington last time out when it was pretty hard to make ground. Gets his uh, toe into the ground here. And uh, I think he'll be steaming home at the finish. So uh, I like him, Stockman. Uh, Polly Gray, well, she had four weeks between runs last time out. Just lacked a bit of dash at a vital stage there. Obviously back on a wet ground. Gives her a chance. But there looks to be good speed in this race with Wugok on Tom Hushrider. So I don't think they'll loaf here, and I think that'll suit Stockman just sitting back and hopefully sweeping around the outside lane. Yeah, Mark Roden, the form out of that Canterbury race that Stockman was in first up is not too bad at this early stage? No, uh, and he said uh, the soft track's a huge tick for him, I think. Uh, I've got him one of four chances. I, I just want to see how this market shakes out with... Mm. The scratchings. Um, originally, I want to be on Polly Gray. I think two two thousand meter distance range and soft ground is just definitely her. Um, but with the scratching, she might end up, you know, three twenty or something, which is not overly appetising, I would say. Because yeah. um, I, I was happy to back her against the likes of Paths of Glory and um, Spirit Ridge on on wet ground, but um, all that percentage is going to get funneled into her now. So I don't know if she's going to be a value value proposition when the market is re-framed. Um, Stockman, I mentioned, definite chance. He's, look, he, he could be about 440 himself after scratching, so here we are again, same deal. Uh, two soft trackers. Um, I'm giving a chance to uh, Wugok, who will be on speed, um, and Oliferous. But again, I mean, they're going to be single-figure odds after the scratchings too. So, um, yeah, going to have to have a look at this after this 
uh, market is reshaped, but I'm not desperate to bet at this stage. Okay, that is more than fair enough. Uh, we'll be just keeping an eye on things over the next 12 hours or so. Uh, we'll go to race eight, which is an open mile, uh, open quality for the three-year-olds and four-year-olds. Um, in terms of the market, All Saints, Eve, Wheelhouse, Nudge, they're all joint, and so is Nimalee, actually. They're all sitting around that $6.650 mark. And then uh, what have we got? Arif, Paro. No, I'm not sure that's how you say Rapa. that. <laughs> <Rapa>. <laughs> and then Brandenburg with Brutality. So this market doesn't know what it's doing. Mark Sheen, can you help us out? Yeah, it looks a pretty open race, this race. Um, uh, I think Brandenburg's got a chance here. I think uh, even though he's got two duck eggs beside his name, I think both runs have been pretty good. Hasn't had a lot of uh, luck. He hasn't come up with a very good barrier, but he's had excuses at his last two. I'll have to go to the well again with Nudge. Um, probably in the worst part of the track last time out. Uh, wet form seems reasonable to me. Ran fourth in an Oaks. Second to Asiago. One day on a heavy track at Pembla. So uh, I think she gets a chance again with 52 kilos. And Brutality is the other one that uh, I think uh, has got a good chance here. He paraded a lot better um, first up than he did before he won at uh, Rose Hill that day that he he went to pieces in the yard, but he looked a lot better last time out on the Kensington track, and uh, the wet track is certainly in his favour. But uh, he's a back marker, so you just have to have a look at the track pattern on the day. But uh, I will definitely be on Nudge and Brandenburg to start with, and, and maybe you know cut out on Brutality if uh, they can sweep from the back. Okay, Mark Roden, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought well, it's, it's going to depend on how the track's playing. If you can make ground, if you can make ground, Nudge. That might be a good thing, actually, if, if they're swooping down the middle. With 52 kilos, as Mark mentioned, I thought she was in the wrong spot last time. She's been absolutely airborne in this prep and just hasn't been able to break through. Her, her racing style uh, is against her uh, in most cases. That's why she doesn't win too often, but she is flying. There's no doubt about that. And uh, jockey change, limit weight, soft track, no problem on any of those uh, scores. I think she's the one to beat. Uh, Nimalee goes up to 59 kilos here, but um, she was in great form before the Queen of the Turf run. Uh, she'll be right on the speed, and the wet track is no ground. I think she's in the race. One um, a bit wide. I really like the way All Hallows Eve attacked the line last start. Um, get a good run through that day, but uh, on the up. And sort of another one that if, if it is playing a bit down the middle, um, it'll be suited, and it's, it's a good price. And I don't know what to do with the Rapaho. I backed it first up. Mm. It was probably a bit ambitious there. It, I thought it looked just about the winner on the turn, but it, it, its condition gave out, I'd say. And I noticed it's three from four on soft ground overseas. So perhaps with that run under its belt, um, it, it can run a race two. Um, but the Nudge is the one I want to back. And then I'll, uh, I'll certainly be having something on All Hallows Eve at double figure odds. And I'll have a think about the likes of Nimalee and Arapaho. Yeah. I wonder if they'll let Arapahoe run here, uh, Mark, instead of trying to ride it off the speed. Uh, it did seem to perform well at leading in the trial, as opposed yeah. to putting off the pace there. It doesn't look to be a lot of speed in this race, does it? Well, I just thought it's... Um, Nimalee, well, Nimalee doesn't want to really lead it. would rather just sit handy. Yeah. And um, I, I thought Electric Girl probably comes across, but that, that was a bad hit. There wasn't much else, so no. that might be the best option for him, yeah. 
Yeah, T. Clark engaged as well on for Williams. Yeah. So again, there's another little positive there. And Rob wasn't exactly a, uh, a push for the horse. I think his comments no. were uh, he didn't even notice it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he picks up on anything when he's in the yard there on Saturday. Um, we'll have a look at the last race uh, to finish off the card. 1,200 metre benchmark 78. April Rain is the current favourite, $2.30 from Exotic Ruby. Willow Hart, Stella Pauline. They're all around the similar sort of price there in the market. Mark Shan, you opposing the favourite or are you with it in the last? Uh, no, I'm in. I'm in love with uh, with April Rain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be costly in the long run, but it's been all right so far. <laughs> so um, I, I think she's bumped into a pretty pretty average sort of field here. You look at uh, what else is in the market. Bellucci Babe has never won a 1200. Failed both runs in the wet. Willow Hart has got, uh, it's a dead set, got about 14 different personas. Willow Hart, one day it's on song, next day it's it's uh, doing things wrong like it did last time out. Stella Pauline never won at 1,200, but does have a win on the slow. Instant Attraction was the one that I did um, have some sort of a query on. I thought it was a very good run the other day, but its wet runs have been a bit, uh, how's your father? So, I, I, you know, I just keep coming back to the top one. Okay, nice and easy. Mark Roden? Um, yeah, unfortunately, Bellucci Babe came out a short while ago, which oh, takes a bit of yep. trimmed up April Rain into about 220. But she's probably, uh, look, same situation with Nudge. She's drawn uh, three from the outside here. Um, so I assume she'll be looking for cover, probably sitting in a three wide line. And if that's uh, the place to be, or no disadvantage, then she's probably a good thing. I think she's better than this field. Yeah, instant attraction. I, I couldn't. Entertain Willow Hart or Exotic Ruby um, to beat her. Stella Pauline was very good in the wrong spot in a very strong race last time, but she was 150 to one or something that day. Um, and she's run fifth. I'm very wary of high riding performances when horses run unplaced. Um, it's I, I can't. I'm not sure of the physics behind it, but it's like they get dragged along. You know, they, they they have a bit of a day out, sort of get dragged along with a high class field, but that doesn't mean they're going to come out and dominate. Um, back in a more suitable race a lot of the time, I find, anyway. So I don't want to be on her. Uh, instant attraction, I, yeah, um, sort of half a flushing right run at Canterbury last start, went to the line under Iron Steam. The wet form, the track was a pretty soft when she ran at Rose Hill last uh, November, I think it was. That's the case I could make for her on that um, score, but I... I must admit, I'd be reaching if I was desperate to back anything other than April Rain. 220 is about as short as I like to take in most circumstances, but if, if you know, unless it's mad on pace or something, I think she does look good. Okay, very good. That brings us to the end. I'll get uh, some best plays, value bets, anything you want to throw out. Mark Sheen, yours to begin with? Um, I thought uh, my swashbuckler would be hard to beat in race five. Um, he was doing a lot of things wrong last time in. But did run a couple of good races, and uh, good to see him bounce back. Admittedly, they were dead set uh, camels that beat their last start, but um, <laughs> they were they were dreadful horses. But um, I, I just like the way he ran a couple of races uh, last preparation when he was an absolute mess in the yard, and he looked a bit better last time I saw him, uh, even though he ran poorly at the Kensington track, which I'm prepared to forgive. But um, I think he'll run a good race in race five. I like Enchanted Hard, and I think April Rain's just too good for them in the, in the last. Okay. Mark Roden, your best. I'm going to be half against Mark and one. I like um, Easy Eddie. Um, I'm pretty keen on him, and I think the way that the, the way the race sets up for him. Um, 
best value, even though I'm probably get, uh, I'm quite like nudging the race. I think double figure odds, all Hallows Eves, a bet. Okay. In race eight. We'll do a little bit of quick Q&A to finish with. Uh, this is from Greg Punisher. Could Scurry take Lizzie Jelson a yard off? Well, I think if that ever happened, it would be millions, but uh, I'd be giving Scurry the head start of the Flemington straight if they're betting and a side on saying no form guide in hand. Uh, I'd be more than happy to take his side on that. Uh, that's just me speaking personally. Uh, midway races this is from Luke midway races discuss uh, we did mention this a few weeks ago Mark Sheen has there been any update to when the midways are starting what we can expect no we had the major announcement but um, that's about it so uh, blank page is it, after that is it the, the odds and evens of the um, <laughs> just announce it and forget about it <laughs> look it's fantastic that they're, they're uh, organising new races and giving those sort of middle range trainers a go but you'd actually like to know uh, what the um, qualifications or the classifications of it are when they announced it wouldn't you yeah we'll have to I think we'll cross that bridge when we come to it with the midway races <laughs> so, yeah, watch this space uh, Luke we'll discuss it maybe in another three or four months time um, and this question from Jack how long till PVL mimics the Victorian minimum bet laws Mark Sheen I don't know we've heard anything outside of New South Wales regarding any changes from their angle but certainly Victoria is trying to lead the charge for the punters at the moment at least it would appear that way well how good is it um, that you know if they put a market up um, and they haven't got the board not set sign up for I don't know three quarters of the punters so um, I think it's a fantastic thing if you want to put a market up, bet to it. If you don't, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple, isn't it? Mark Roden, uh, I'm not sure we'll be expecting to see anything in the short term from New South Wales regarding any changes, would we? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised because it's it's a bit anti-bookie. It, it, yeah. it winds up the, the screws on the bookies a bit more, and Mr Volandis has never been shy of doing that. Um, so that... Well, whether he just doesn't want to be seen to be copying Victoria because that's not his go. So he's probably on the horns of a dilemma there. Does he, does he put the boots into the bookies or does he be seen to be copying Victoria? Um, well, he's hardly been good for the punter in New South Wales. We're the most taxed uh, jurisdiction anywhere, aren't we? Well, that's true. But he, but the way I think he sees it is that he's uh, sticking it to the bookies he, and he doesn't think about the punters at all. They're just collateral damage. Oh. Um, he's been at war with bookmakers for 10 plus years um, and, and the punters don't even enter his thinking. I think that's just my view. Um, yeah, uh, look, look, it's it's obviously makes sense to, to do it this way. The only thing is that it's it, um, the advantage will be mostly taken by um, a, a few big teams who can sort of delegate their work among uh, a bigger group of people, so be set to go as soon as markets come out. Um, individuals might struggle a bit, uh, except for the very well-organised ones. So... Um, that's, but that's that's just the detail. I think it just makes logical sense to do it this way. Exactly as Mark says, if you put up a market bet, it's it just really should be that way. Um, you know, it, most most bookmakers don't do form. There's only one or two, or maybe three, that do any form at all. The rest just ride on their coattails, and then are protected for 48 hours. Um, it, it's it's certainly not fair, but a lot of things in racing aren't fair. I noticed one of the responses to Jack on Twitter was from uh, Joshua, whose question was Nimics or Dwarves, and I was just wondering whether that might be the um, the entertainment on Everest Day next year. Um, is that what he was talking about, or is he talking about the, um, <laughs> talking about the uh, MBLs? I'm not sure there, but anyway. 
it's look, we'd love to see them everywhere. You'd like to see them at all in WA, of course, wouldn't you? Yeah, still hasn't. Uh, I still have no idea how Betfair managed to reduce the commission in WA. Uh, how they've got that organised with the government without NBLs in place, I don't know. But it's a uh, it's positive. There might be a pulse. We'll wait and see. Anyway. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Uh, we'll talk about the meeting on Monday. We've got Rob Scurry on board. Uh, can't wait to see what he finds out of the yard before he jets off to Adelaide next week for some more Group 1 racing. But uh, until then, guys, go well. Thanks, mate. See you, Pete, mate.